Welcome to The Standard of Living, where we take a playful yet observational look at the world outside. Our creed, keep it positive and keep it fun. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. If you'd like to be a guest, shoot us an email at our website. Hey there, this is Randy. My guests today are red-green colorblind men, like myself, and we make up approximately, I think it's 8% of the population of men who are colorblind. And within that, there are variations of colorblindness. There are some women who are red-green colorblind as well, but that population is much smaller because of genetics. Um, there's another kind of red. Uh, there's another kind of colorblindness that is yellow-blue, which travels on the uh, seventh chromosome, I believe, which is not sex-linked. So therefore, the ratios of them, although smaller, are 50-50. If you want more information, more concise information, that is, I I encourage you to go visit the National Eye Institute's website and uh, read up what experts actually have to say on the subject. I want to give a quick shout out to Colorblind Vision on Instagram. Uh, take a look at their account. It is amazing. Uh, they've put up different pictures in different formations so that you can see what people from these, and I don't even know how to say these words, I'm trichromacy, protonomaly, deuteronomaly. Uh, yeah. So visit that site and just kind of swipe through the pictures and you can see what people who are colorblind see compared to people who have normal vision. What I'd really want people who are listening to this podcast to just get a sense of is what the world looks like from an observational standpoint, when you're colorblind and you're surrounded by people who see color. All right, here I got my cousin, Vincent Guzman from Florida. Uh, and you, my friend, are a red-green colorblind uh, specimen as well, right? That is correct. <laughs> so All what my was, life. <laughs> <laughs> when and how did you first find out? Um, I was in denial, but I think when I was actually living in LA with you guys uh -huh. um, and I would had to do... Basically, there was a calendar in our um, in kindergarten, pre-K. I forgot which grade I was in, but we had to basically get a sticker on our birthday. I could never get the color sticker um, because I could never pass the uh, the color test on it. Um, so, I mean, I even tried to uh, try to study for it, <laughs> but that didn't work. I still couldn't get in. And I think around that time is like I, I think I knew um, when I was really young mm -hmm. that I I had a problem with seeing colors. Um, but I, I just kind of ignored it, you know, because there was other things to do around that time. I, I remember mine was the stop sign or no, the stop lights and how they, they, they colored in the red one. Great. They colored in the yellow one. Great. And then they got to the green one and they, they took out the green marker. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that light is white. <laughs> no, yeah. you know, and um, even to this day, I still look at that light and can see the green tinge now. But I, I'm like, I still like, God, as a five-year-old. That was white. It still is white. It's white as a plastic spoon, you know? And I think at that time, not enough people knew about it. So teachers couldn't kind of go, oh, I think he's a, I think he's colorblind. We should do a test on that. They just kind of, I felt like we just got, you know, left for dead in that, in that respect. So for you saying that you couldn't pass that color test, I think would have been, wow, that's, that's obviously uh, going on. And then you going home to try to study for it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> That's even, that's, that's, that's proactivity. Wanted that sticker on that calendar. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I just wanted the sticker for tying your shoe. So I remember, I, I remember <laughs> studying with my mom on that one. <laughs> now, have you, 
have you tried the contacts or the glasses that they have? I have not. Um, yeah, I've heard of, um, actually, um, when I was working at the bank a lot, uh, my coworkers always wanted me to get them or try them. And I'm, you know, I told them like, I don't, I don't need much use of it. You know, like I, I'd rather not, I mean, yeah. I've gone all my life, uh, without, without them, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not going to make a, I don't think it'll make a day to day or make a big enough change on my day to day to do it. And I, and, and I'm not curious enough, I would say to try it. Yeah. There's a, there's a phenomenon I heard about, um, people who are red, green, colorblind that they just get color lazy or they just don't care. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I kind of in that, like, I, I don't really care if I don't match anymore because I'm like, my, I see the world differently than you guys. So it's, you know, it's great. But when I was in college, I was given these contacts. They were X chromes, which are the precursor to the glasses we have now. And it really did change the way I saw things because I was like, wow, this is, it's novel. It's trippy. The world is, it looks completely different than how I experience it. But the, now that I'm paying for them out of pocket, they're super expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I get them like maybe every six or seven years. You know, just to go. What does the world look like? But other than that, I really don't care. Um, do they do they last like normal contacts? Like, are they like uh, weeklies or dailies or no? Like, it's um, like monthlies. It's almost like one time use. A two year. No, it's a two year lens. So, what I before what they did was they the company X Chrome would just make them and then they would mm-hmm. paint a red dot over your lens. And I don't know why we didn't go this route the last time with my last optometrist, but he just bought these long term contacts then sent it to a company i think in washington that painted the red dot on and then sent it back so it was kind of a complicated process but still had the same um end result and with that red dot it like it it gives you an overabundance of that red frequency that we're missing in our our cones and then it helps you it makes you dizzy because you're you know it's just over your left eye and your right eye is just a regular contact so it's like looking through a 3d lens or 3d glasses without the blue uh filter so it's just kind of like perception could be a little bit off then everything was off it um but yeah that's that's there but that's why a lot of people ask try the glasses because you see the the ads on facebook like somebody all the time yeah and people start crying and it's it's touching and I think that's why my coworkers wanted me to try it because they want to see me cry. I was like, they want you to go viral. They want to videotape your reaction and that, yeah, that'll be their ticket out of work. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know, help them out. Maybe get the glasses and try it out. I'm like, you don't, you don't, I don't need to see colors to, um, for you guys to see me cry. I'll just try my own. You know? <laughs> just so. hit me, hit me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just... The reason why I wanted to talk to you about this is genetically, yeah. if I had to do some research with my, my, awful biology background but genetically there's a reason why you and i have it and why the generation of our moms including all the uncles probably don't have it so taking a survey of our guy cousins which i think we have 32 cousins total on our level and probably around that area and only three of us i know have it um and percentage-wise of the whole population, it's 8% of the population of males in the world are colorblind. That's almost 10%. Possibly, I think 10% of our cousins, well, 10% of 30, wait, yeah, never mind, that's off. So forget I said that. <laughs> but anyways, um, or it can most likely be passed by the grandfather. So that would be Lolo. 
Lolo Francis. What is his name? You met uh, him. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Lolo, <laughs> I know my mom would kill me. I know. Lolo, well, this is, Lolo Paco. Let's call him that. Yeah, Paco. That. That's right. That's right. Okay. Lolo Paco. <laughs> so um, he, he most likely was the carrier and passed it on to his four daughters, mm-hmm. who in turn uh, had a 50% chance of passing it on to their sons because of the X chromosome right. thing, right? Okay, so you and I got it. Yay, we win. Um, and I believe our other cousin, Scott, has it as well, okay. um, which sucks. Okay, we'll call it what it is. I'm, which is why the next generation, so your son mm-hmm. probably does not have it. Doesn't. He's, he can see it. He can see colors. Lucky little <laughs> However, when he has kids, this looks like a big math but, problem. You know, I always thought it was like, you know, like, okay, so our you know, our moms carried it and we basically get the activated gene. So now we're like colorblind. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, like, so like with my sister and her, her son, we're trying to figure out like if he's going to be colorblind. Right. Cause even though my mom passed it on, maybe it's not active in my sister, but she might ha- have the genetic gene. Right. Well, and then, since she'll have a male. I think it's only if uncle, Uncle Henny, your dad, passed mm-hmm. on okay. hi, on his if he was a carrier. Okay, then, so yeah. I'm, I'm way off in my biology because I always thought like, okay, because I think my my nephew is going to be perceptive to it, you know, that he might actually not be able to see color. Oh, I just conf- I totally confused myself. Um, and again, I'm not an expert, but it it yeah. would look like um, because your mom passed on. Mm-hmm. The X chromosomes. Oh, yeah, no, that's all off because it's a recessive gene. So, yeah, anything could happen at this point, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like for your nephews, right? Like, does, does, does um, Matthew, um, Matthew can see color then, right? Yeah, no, he's totally yeah, fine. He's, he's fine. So, that would mean XX. Yeah, that, yeah. and now my head's starting to hurt. But, yeah, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> just because it's like, it's, it's X. It's X recessive. So if you have, if a mother passes, oh, I know what it is. Duh. I think it is for women. They have to have it on both X chromosomes for it to uh, activate. Okay. So any scientist listening to this would be like, what the hell are these two talking about? But any yeah. two X recessive <laughs> traits. Yeah, but you get it. So it's less likely for your sisters to pass right. it on. Yeah. It seemed to me like on the research that I did, on the World Wide Web that it skips generations or it tends to skip generations. So there's a possibility that she's in the clear. All right. You know, like, it's funny, like, uh, people used to ask me, is like, well, you know, because the first question people ask you about, like, being colorblind, right, mm-hmm. is what color is this? What color yeah. do you see? You know, and, you know, obviously, I, th- I think we're pretty logical people. And so we can kind of guess, like, you know, a tree is green, mm-hmm. or grass is green and things like that. Like, it's usually the first thing that they say, you know. But I've always explained it to everybody, like, what do I see? Like, I just imagine that I can't read colors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, you know, people who can't read in general, they can see a letter, they can see a group of letters together and, and make a word, and those words make a sentences, and those sentences make paragraphs. But imagine if you couldn't read. That's how I kind of describe it to them, right? Like, I can tell that they're different colors. I just can't tell what color they are specifically. 
Um, so that that's how I usually have explained it to people, and they still don't understand. But you know, but that's my explanation. That's gonna, what I'm going to stick with yeah, <laughs> for hey, the dude, rest I, of my life. I totally resonate with all of that, and I've never thought to use that analogy. I try to think of different things, like oh, it's like you took the color balance knob on the TVs, the ones that used to have them, and just turn yeah. it down, and it's like a faded uh, version of what you see. But yeah, I it totally is like we don't know the colors because we don't see it. Um, and I'm, I feel like I'm guessing a lot of times. And sometimes people are like, what color is that? When they're playing that game, right? What color do you see this? And they just like flippantly go like mauve, you know, or <laughs> yeah, I'm teal. Because I'm always seems, guessing. Yeah, because teal seems to be around the entire world. Everything seems to be teal when I'm wrong. It's teal, Randy. Um, and orange is another one. Or, or when you get the color right, right? Do you, do people get really yeah. like whoa? You can see that, and it's like, well, I knew you were. I knew you were lying. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> tell me when trees are not green, and I will tell you. Like, you know, if it's brown, like they trip out. Like when you can't see that these leaves are dying. Like, nope, it's still just green because a tree is green, right? You know. Yeah. Right. Logic. Yeah. Logic speaking. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's what I needed to hear. That we're actually functioning through logic. Um, well, thanks, Vincent, and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about this and i'm going to hit you up for your experiences in uh marathons coming up it's good Thanks, talking to you say hi to your parents for me all right. i will all right bye vincent all right. take it easy be safe you too so i've got dave cooper here is a friend of mine and he is red green colorblind hey dave <laughs> thanks for we've been talking for I've, ne- I've never been introduced that way in my entire life it feels good it feels good finally <laughs> Let the world know. He's red, green, colorblind. You, you do a lot yeah. of things. And, and I look up to you for your go-getter mentality. So um, this Thanks. podcast is an homage to that. One, one meeting we were at uh, for our, our actors meeting, you had mentioned you were red, green, colorblind. I'm like, hey, oh my gosh, it's like <laughs> someone I can relate to. And, uh, and I was reading this morning, Dave, that 8% of all men are oh. red, green, colorblind. I'm like, that's almost 10%. That's, that brings that's me a lot of comfort. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think I know that about any of my male friends, which just shows we're, we're all like hiding this weird secret, this weird trait of ourselves. Or they don't know about it because there's a lot of bad fashion combinations going out there. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> maybe that, that's one step towards a further kindness in the world. Like okay. maybe that guy who's dressed so stupidly, uh, he's actually just, he had a hard time putting those together. And there's a spectrum too. There's like different variations of colorblindness, which is mm-hmm. why I, I want to ask you about yours. But when did you first realize that you were colorblind? My, uh, Going way back to second grade, I remember passing in a paper to, uh, I think her name was Miss Florick. Yeah. And, and I had, um, I had colored the grass brown mm-hmm. and it was one of those things like, uh, you know, in, in the ideal world, every pack of crayons a kid gets has all the labels on it and it has the, the names on it. But that never happens in the real world, as I know now, being a parent. The, the box of crayons is just a whole big mess of crayons altogether. Yeah. And I, I have a very hard time uh, telling brown and green apart uh-huh. at like certain shades of them. So uh-huh. I had legitimately, I thought I was following the directions and I was marked down. And I, I couldn't understand what, why I was getting in trouble. And, and the teacher because I had a reputation thought I was just making a joke. And uh-huh. even when I tried to ask about it and uh-huh. I, you know, looking back, I probably said it like a, 
like a wise ass, but uh, I, I really didn't know. And I didn't know what colorblindness was, nor did anybody, I mean, I mean, on the list of, of maladies or problems somebody could have, if colorblind's not, not the least serious, it's pretty close to it. Um, mm-hmm. So no one is like, you know, running me to the hospital to figure it out. Right. And then it wasn't until I was a sophomore in high school that my, uh, I, I was in an advanced like chemistry class mm-hmm. and we were doing all this, uh, I think it was like titration of different chemicals. And I kept screwing things up and I, and I was one of the, one of the best students in the class. I was, I was really, really good at all this stuff. And then when we got to this section, I completely fell apart. And the, um, the teacher, uh, Mr. Bill Duffy, uh, was one of my favorite teachers I ever had. He had this elaborate, um, board and it was a hundred pieces of, it was like little yarn almost mm-hmm. and then matching, um, like basket of the matching colors for the yarn. And you were in the goal of it was you, you were st- supposed to match the correct colors to the, to their, to their match on the other side. And I failed spectacularly. And it was the best thing I ever did because he then identified, he's like, Oh, this is what I thought. You're just, you're, you're colorblind. And what he found out from looking at it, it's even different than that or it's not as straightforward as, as that, is that my two eyes see color very differently. Oh man. Um, so if I, if I cover one eye and look out at the same image, any image, mm-hmm. and then I cover the other, it's not like it goes from like Kodachrome to black and white, but it's, it's definitely different. And then if I look at something with both eyes open, you know, my 45 year old brain has, created you know your brain maps all these things over time and figures out its way to to see it um then i have this kind of weird combination of what the colors look like inside of wherever you know oh wow finally gets to process yeah so it's subtle but it's definitely there and that it just completely screws up so many things um and that so that was when i finally knew it for sure was my sophomore year of high school and then it was just kind of like from there trying to be aware of it uh, and, and see if I could mitigate any problems. Um, you know, first of all, that second grade story you told me could have just, it's totally me with Erica Garcia. I wasn't going to mention names, but there you go. <laughs> the purple crayon. Like, yeah, the labels were all, they were ripped off or just never existed. And yeah. she's like, your sky's purple. And I'm just like, no, it's not as blue. And so you would have thought by then I would have figured it out, but it, it took me till about high school until someone said, dude, your, your socks are pink. Like, like oh, wow. Because I had washed uh, a white sock. Something, something red ended up in my wash because I mean, yeah. you know, laundry. And just a little bit of the red dye got on the sock and it was pink. But to me, I'm like, I don't see the red. So I'm like, yeah, stupid, I but it's it. pink, right? So, so you can't see, are you, are you truly red, green, colorblind where you don't see red? Like if, you, if it's a light pigment of red, you don't see it at all? Well, no, it's because uh, uh, <clears throat> thanks to Wikipedia and all the information on the webs, uh, in the web, yeah. web, web, um, there is variation. So like, I, I think you and I, and I'm just guessing, but most people who are red, green, colorblind can see the primaries. Like if you see something red, you see it's red. Like if it's a candy apple red, most likely it's red. And then we perceive it as such. But then when the variations start to change, um, like uh, let's say purple, for instance, it's a mixture of red and blue. And so- right. Oh yeah, I'm lost when it yeah. gets there. And so it has, I have to stare at something really long and hard to kind of, see if I can see it. But if it's just a very 
small amount of red or green. I, my eye doesn't perceive it. And yeah, I'm the same you, way. <laughs> have you worn the glasses or the contacts? You heard about no, that? I've I've heard of the the glasses that correct it, and mm-hmm. and I've because my two eyes see it differently. I've I've always thought like, well, you know, what's well. Also, it's never been that it's never been a, enough of a problem where I would seek out a remedy, yeah, um, for it. But I've also thought like, why would I bother? Because I'd have to get a different prescription or whatever for each eye because they see things differently enough so i could end up making it a problem but i mean try them is it yeah well i was given contacts in college because i was a chemistry major and my doctor this is when insurance was covering it and he's like i don't think it's a good idea for you to be in a chemistry lab not being able to see the colors (laughs) just like you said like you're screwing up i'm sure a lot of your uh (laughs) experiments because you can't see when the colors are changing i'm like "Yeah." yeah you know and at some point i just became really color lazy where i just don't give a crap about colors like you know people like yeah. what colors that I, I don't care if it's greener the grass is turning brown it doesn't make a difference to me i mean it's just dead so i leave it yeah. as such um so <laughs> that helped a lot i mean it might it was uh, dave i gotta tell you it wasn't one of those moments like you see on social media where people start crying like oh my god i guess your colors right where people have their hearing uh restored or they get yeah. to for the first time if, yeah, yeah it wasn't it's not i mean that I, kind of i'm level. also <laughs> emotionally stunted so i'm not really surprised but i didn't notice <laughs> That colors, uh, like things that I'd never noticed before were, I'm like, holy, oh my God, like freeway signs are forest green. Like, so the color correcting contacts have a, like a filter or something, a, a pigment built into them. So when you take them, when you take your contacts out, does it feel like, like a, sh- like a lens has been removed? Or? Sort of. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a red dot that is painted over the, the left lens. That's why wow. when you said you're, you see differently, I'm like, I wonder what that would do for him. But what happens is it, it gives you an overabundance of red into your brain so that your brain starts to decipher between different color shades that you couldn't see before. You don't see it all. But um, for once, I saw people blushing. I'm like, whoa, oh my God. Like that's, that was scary because I'm like, what is happening to your face? And then I realized later, I'm like, oh my God, that's what blushing looks like. You know, oh wow! So you can't see that. That that's really addressing. Ow. I can't see subtle blushing on someone, but if it's somebody who's been like exercising, their cheeks are really red, or their their faces, like if it's really red, I can see that something is going on with their face. But if you had asked me, that's what happens to me a lot. Is people will ask me what the color is, mm-hmm. and I have like. I, I have like paralysis. I'm afraid to say what the color is mm-hmm. because I I. I don't, I just don't know. I'm like, I think it's red, pink, or yeah. I don't know, brown, uh, green. I, it's more like a guess on it. And with something like when they're blushing, I intellectually know that if this is happening on their face, that is red. But if it was just uh, like a, a piece of paper of that shade and they asked me, I have no clue. I really, yeah. it's, it's hilarious when, because my, both of my boys appear to have regular, um, they're non-colorblind. Yeah. I have two sons and they're six and eight and they're already much smarter than me. And this is one area that they love to lord it over me that they'll just, <laughs> they, they'll think I'm joking because we joke about a lot of stuff, but I, I've told them like, guys, I'm really not. Like if I'm messing something up, it's, I never make a joke about it because I, I, I can't make a joke. I don't know enough to know the joke. Like right. I don't have a set. I, I don't have a sense of humor about color because I, I can't, like I'm not equipped. So yeah. I have to like, <laughs> Um, I can't do it. Sorry, guys. No, no color jokes for me. 
Yeah, well, I mean, oh, so well, taking this, this, what's going on right now with the world, the coronavirus, COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a lot of maps. Uh, there's a lot of charts. There's even yeah. like even talking about Zoom, like the other day, like, hey, just turn, go over to the blue button, and. I don't even try to correct people. I don't even try to tell people. I'm just like, yeah. I'll just guess and be like, okay, whatever. And I'm just like, like blindly, just kind of going through things and trying to figure things out by staring at things long enough. I, yeah, like there's even looking at the Zoom interface right now, I, there are, where there's a place that says return to meeting and another place that says share screen and join yes. audio. And those three things are essentially the same color to me. Thank you. If yes. I look at them and if I close my, if I close my left eye, they are exactly the same. If I close my right eye, I can see they're different, but I couldn't tell you what color either one is. Oh, wow. And if I open both eyes, then it's, then I just see them as just like, oh, they're some color, but the blue I can see clear as day. Yeah. But you know, what's funny too, like I am, um, my my boss, um, I often help him with computer stuff, and we do a thing where we'll share screens. Mm-hmm. So I'll help him through. And for him, it's his eyesight for reading small type is not very good. I can't see colors at all, but he sees colors excellently. Uh-huh. So we're screwed because on yeah. my stuff, everything I every interface I set up on every program is always mm-hmm. to have text only. And every interface he does, he's more comfortable having a button with a color and then a symbol. So it's like a symbol of a phone or three dots or a we- whatever it is. Right. So probably a third of any time that we're trying to work him through an issue he's having is us spent just trying to figure out like how do we trans. It's like translating between color to symbol or something like that. Yeah. Because I I can't see it at all. I mean I love that because the awareness of that is. I think I something I'd like to see. The most common way that it's a problem for me, and this happens all the time. I love playing games. Any kind of game you can you can name, I love it. Uh-huh. Um, card games, board games, role playing games, uh, yard game, any any game. Yes. And one of my absolute favorites, where this is the most easy to see, is the super nerd game. It's called Settlers of Catan. Okay. And Settlers of Catan, it, it started out as a board game and it has four like the original box of it has four different colors uh-huh. and and uh two of them are red and green and then there's like white and orange and blue that came out in later expansion packs but we would sit down and we have friends and it would get really competitive and i couldn't tell the colors apart at all yeah if other people and i would have times where i would have messed up so badly in the game because I was, I, I couldn't tell who was who or what was what at all. And like the people who would be the red and the green together, I couldn't tell them apart at all. Like the, the shades of the particular vintage of this board game that was made were completely uh, indistinguishable to me more so than maybe any other game. So my friends I would play with regularly, they finally, like I, I kind of told them that. And at first it was, nobody really took it seriously. And then in like the most gracious nerd act of kindness, uh, my one friend defaced his game and took Sharpies and, and wrote on the, on the, like the game pieces, what color, like a little initial for red, green, um, 
I think it was just red and green and the yellow is different. So, and it was like, it, it was such a silly little thing, but it was so meaningful to yeah, me. That's a huge that, thing. And it completely changed the game for me. I was like, oh, now I can, because before I would always have to ask like, you know, yeah. who's, whose piece is this? Which you may as well be telling everybody, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Like it, it gives away your strategy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, move forward. Now the game is massively playable online. And as we all know, we can't play games face-to-face right now. We yeah. can only do stuff online. So we've started playing the game in online chat groups together. And for all that this game has done, like it, it's a very successful, very popular game and it has lots and lots of people using it. And they've done so many different updates on it. But the stupid people who make this game have never corrected it. And the red and the green are still the default colors. They don't make it so that on your on your user end, mm-hmm. you can change the other person's color, which seems like it should be like a really easy accessibility feature, which there's all kinds of, like in every computer program, everything I've ever used, there's, there are ways you can change the color schematic so that you can, you know, you don't end up making a horrible mistake with, with colors, <clears throat> not in Settlers of Catan, you're just screwed. So to go back to like what you said at the beginning, I just given up, I just don't care. And we were just playing, I can't remember what, it was a, maybe like last week, and the four of us, the same group of guys were playing. And I, like there's this moment in the game where you have to decide <clears throat> who you're gonna, like who you're gonna hurt, basically. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, like, the, and it's typical in the game that you would attack like the front runner, you know, there's three people who are in last place at that moment or whatever. And you would attack the front runner with this particular piece. And instead I attacked the guy who was in absolute last place. And I just got lambasted in the chat. Like, like, what are you doing? It's horrible. I was like, guys, I can't, I have oh. no idea who's who I'm just guessing. Yikes. And like I said earlier, this is the most trivial problem a person could have. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to say this is, you know, serious, but it's just, it's so silly that if you put that into more um, serious applications at the very extreme other end of the world. Yep. Yesterday, I was taking an online class in uh, like a particular kind of stock trading that and it's a whole new world for me. And it's very reliant on charts and reading different like uh, different measures within different stocks. Mm-hmm. So you have like these four different graphs going and part of the part of this way of analysis is seeing where these four different trend lines intersect or, or go away from one another. And I could not tell two of them apart. The guy, and this is a, a guy was tutoring me. It was a one-on-one session. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I can't, I can't help you. Like, if you can't tell these apart, I don't know. And he was, it wasn't, he wasn't being dismissive. It was just like, I, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can do this because the platform didn't allow me to change the color. So the way I ended up having to do it was to change the thickness of the lines so that now, and then I had to change a bunch of other stuff. I was not dependent on the color. I was instead looking at how thick an individual line was. And then the other lines, like for these different metrics were very thin and Mm -hmm. trying to see that, but then that screws up the analysis the analysis as well, which for me, uh, like a casual, not casual, but I'm just like a guy trying to learn it might not be a big deal, but I was sitting there thinking like, Oh man, if this was, 
like where your your personal money was really riding on it, or worse yet, if you were trading on behalf of a client mm-hmm. or a, of a company, and then you screwed up and you were like, oh yeah, I couldn't tell the red from the green. That I don't think that would fly. Like you just get yeah, you'd be in trouble. So <clears throat> that was that was the only other thing I could think of uh, myself that you know would factor in kids games and stock market trading. The and, I, of the stock. and I love one of the things I ask all my guests is to do like I can do, will do basically like what can we do? Yeah. Or what, And I think in, just how you laid it out, it's not about so much about when you're colorblind and what can you do to make your life better. I think you kind of alluded to it that it's more about other people being aware of how to uh, adjust for someone who's colorblind. And you're right. It is and I not to compare anything. It's not a big problem compared to the scheme of what's going on in the world, right? right. I mean, <laughs> however, but there are times when it it is a factor. I mean, one of the reasons why I left photography is because like I couldn't do my own photoshopping because I'm like I love to shoot the pictures, I love to do the composition, <laughs> but yes. doing this, I'm like I think I turned this person's face green, but I'm not sure, you know. And I well, <laughs> that's so funny you say that. I remember doing exactly that where I photoshopped. Um, <laughs> I, I I did touch up some of my own God that, that brings out such a funny memory. My own stuff. Uh, and I and I went through and I like I my agents had picked out pictures. This is years ago now. Mm-hmm. And then I put them up on um whatever it was, actors access or whatever. And they came back, they're like, why is your face <laughs> green? And and I couldn't tell at all. But uh, apparently whatever wash or filter I had put on I had it, like I looked like the Hulk apparently when I had somebody like, my face my skin was green yeah and thankfully when I called whoever it was LA Cassidy or actually they they um let me change it out without charge because they thought it must have been in the, like it was so clear that no no person would do this on purpose yeah yeah I was like oh great thanks because that that was just me trying to do my best effort um, I would have seen the same thing too. Like that's a, someone actually called in for the last batch and said, can you take the red marks off my face? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm screwed now. Like what the hell? And I stared at the picture. I remember staring, 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 and then marking what I thought was the red. And I sent it to my friend who is, he's, he's great about like, he knows it's a struggle. And he's like, no, you actually got you. Those were it. I'm just like, I'm, wow. whoa, like I was totally guessing, just like staring <laughs> and like seeing where the colors seemed to change or didn't look right to me. Yeah. But it was just like, I'm like, this is, this sucks. Now I've, I've got out of other fish to fry <laughs> in yeah, life. Right. So, yeah. So Dave, thanks again for talking with me today. And uh, oh, thank you. It was, it was a fun uh, conversation. I, I look forward to talking to you again at some point about something else. Yeah. I was surprised to find there was that much to talk about. I, I rarely think about colorblindness, but I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> originally chat, I thought, oh, five minute talk about boom, 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 boom. But yeah, there's a lot that I think we've packed in our, yeah. as people, I mean, <laughs> as, as people who suffer, um, you know, I think there's a lot that we go through that people don't realize and things that we have shut down on as well. Because again, like yeah, I look at the world and I, agree. I don't enjoy plants or flowers. People are like, this is so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a flower. You know, it's because it, to me, it's not vibrant enough or it, nothing's really exciting. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but hey, dude, like, yeah, enjoy your flowers. Um, okay. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Dave. Well, that's it for this episode. In part two and three of this series, I interview a a person who is totally blind and then a person who suffers from low vision. You won't want to miss these. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you soon.